you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Welcome to the Chris Voss Show, my family and friends. Welcome to the big show, the Chris Voss Show, the family that loves you but doesn't judge you. As always, uh, we have the most brilliant minds and wonderful guests on the show. We've got an amazing guest, and uh, we're going to be talking about an amazing channel in the show. You may have heard of it. It's called C-SPAN, and uh, we're going to be talking about a wonderful new primetime book series that they have coming out. In the meantime, uh, be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, uh, all the great authors we have on the show, uh, and uh, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, linkedin.com, Fortress Chris Foss, the big LinkedIn newsletter over there. And as always, uh, we're trying to be cool, young, and hip. Uh, the TikTok, the TikTokity, as I like to say, the, no one says that but me. Uh, Chris Foss one false over there. Uh, we're going to be talking about an amazing new series today. Uh, C-SPAN and the Library of Congress have announced a joint original feature production for the fall of 2023 called Books That Shaped America. It's a 10-part series that's going to air Monday starting September 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be a literary, it's billed as a literary journey tracing America's history by exploring masterpieces in literature that have had and still have today a major impact on society. And we're joined by Paul Orgel. Uh, he's uh, here with us today on his uh, amazing uh, run that he's had with uh, C-SPAN. Uh, from the fall of 1991, he's led coverage of many congressional and political events. He served as host of morning call-in program, Washington Journal, and is currently the executive producer of C-SPAN's newest series, Books That Shaped America. Uh, Paul's role includes generating all editorial content, conducting podcast interviews, and coordinating with various uh, network platforms. Prior to C-SPAN, Paul worked as a news reporter, producer, anchor, manager at several network-affiliated stations in Pennsylvania, Florida, upstate New York, and Missouri. He was born in New York City, uh, raised in northern New Jersey, and has a bachelor's degree from University of Scranton and a master's degree from Northwest University, Northwestern University. I apologize mm -hmm. there. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. It's uh, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Greetings from the D.C. area. There you go. And I feel like we should uh, say something like, uh, and we're going to open up the call lines now for <laughs> people to call in. Uh, Paul, give us any dot coms uh, you want people, any, any plugs you want people to uh, check out. Well, uh, this series that we're doing, Books That Shaped America, will be available on all of our platforms. So regular C-SPAN television, you know, the traditional television, but um, uh, C-SPAN.org as well our website. We have a special website for the series. It's cspan.org slash books that shaped America. We also have an app, uh, Chris, uh, C-SPAN Now, it's called. A great feature for viewers around the country, especially those on the go. And we also have C-SPAN Radio. So this series we're going to do will be across all of our platforms. And uh, that's a great way to reach as many people as possible where they are at the time they feel like watching, right? 
There you go. And you guys have been around since what? 1979 is a public service uh, cable television industry. Yep. 79. Our house coverage started uh, in that year. The Senate coverage started in 86, but we've been at it over 40 plus years now covering uh, the halls of Congress, the White House, the, the courts, any public policy event that uh, people are being talked, uh, people are talking about. And um, our role is to be part of the process for our viewers so that they can be as informed as possible. So when they go to the polls, they can cast the most intelligent votes they think they can based on uh, everything they know. And the most important thing about C-SPAN is we don't do editing. We don't do our own commentary. We just show you the events as they happen and let you decide for yourself what the real deal is. There you go. We need more of that in, in America, I think, don't we? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking for your opinion, so that might be we might be crossing the line there. Uh, but uh, everyone's familiar and, and seen the great stuff. And of course, you guys, you know, keep an eye on the old Congress there and what those mm-hmm. boys are up to and girls. Uh, same thing with the the presidents and and other stuff. Can we get some cameras in the SCOTUS there? I don't know. Do you guys cover? <laughs> oh gosh, we've been interested in that for years. We have pushed yeah. and tried. Uh, yeah. uh, in recent years, they have been uh, a little bit more accommodating with audio, even mm-hmm. same day audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the court day of audio, uh, but it's a it's a it's something we will you know never give up on. I don't think anybody in the uh. media would give up on that because uh, uh. A- it's all about access. It's all about real time. Yeah. It's all about allowing viewers to see things as they happen. So again, they can make up their own mind about something. I would love it if you guys in the media could get into federal courts for upcoming trials. I think I think there's some, there, you know, there's some interesting things going on there for what's going to happen in the upcoming trials. But let's move on to uh, your guys' new primetime book series for mm-hmm. fall. Uh, where did this come out of? My understanding is there was a, another series you guys did of the hundred books that shaped America that maybe this was inspired by. You know, it's interesting, Chris. Um, for years, we have done what we would call special company-wide or corporate history series on various topics. We've done the American presidents. We've done the first ladies. We've done series in the past, and we wanted to make a return to uh, a primetime series. And so a couple of months ago, we batted around some ideas for a series. Might this work? Might that work? And then we realized that um, our our book TV coverage, which can be seen every weekend, is now 25 years old. What a great way to celebrate that anniversary mm-hmm. and really pull together everything we do at C-SPAN. Books coverage, history coverage, public affairs programming, viewer engagement. And we knew that the Library of Congress about a decade ago put out a list of 100 books that shaped America. Mm. And we said, why don't we ask them at the library to be our partners? Why don't we access their list, pick our 10 books for starters, and do a series. And the library loved the idea, and we've just had a great relationship working with them in these months that have uh, followed, and and I hope it continues after this year's series. But we are just getting started on the 18th with our first episode, and Mm -hmm. we'll be on Mondays for 10 straight weeks starting September 18th. So that's the genesis of it. Um, Many ideas were put out there. But uh, we settled on this one. It just felt right to us at this time. There you go. Uh, and and so when you say it shaped, these are the books that shaped America. What 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 is that based on? Is it is it books that had a the the most influence on America, or maybe discussed American life? It's uh, 
it's all of the above. It's a combination of things, Chris. Um, these are books that were either much talked about at the time. They were prize winners. They changed the course of history in the country, mm-hmm. or they allowed parts of the country to see other parts of the country for the first time. Oh. So it's really a sort of a nationwide look. And what we decided to do, Chris, was take a look at each of the eras in our 10 books. So not pick 10 books from the 1700s or the 2000s, but to start at the beginning of the country, talk about its expansion. We look at the slavery period, we move into the 20th century, mm-hmm. an eclectic mix of uh, topics, authors. We wanted diversity of uh, topics, uh, authors, people who mm-hmm. wrote these books. But I think if there's one word that speaks to all of these, it's, it's some type of change took place in the mm-hmm. country as a result of these books, beginning with our very first episode with uh, Common Sense, the pamphlet that Thomas Paine wrote in 1776 and changed the course of our country. You know, it was only six months after he wrote that document urging independence from Britain that the Declaration of Independence was signed. That's about as much change as you can uh, muster with uh, <laughs> one piece of work, and it sort of goes on from there. So it's it's change. It's uh, exposing people to the lives and the, the experiences of other people. Um, we get into policy uh, changes as well. What's mm-hmm. being talked about in this country? Um, what are the sides of those arguments? Um, so it's like a, a, it's really a wide look at the country's history through the words of these of these great authors. Hi, folks. Here's Foss here with a little station break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. We'll resume here in a second. Uh, I'd like to invite you to come to my coaching speaking and training courses website. You can also see our new podcast over there at chrisvossleadershipinstitute.com. Over there, you can find all the different stuff that we do for speaking engagements, if you'd like to hire me, uh, training courses that we offer, and coaching for leadership, management, entrepreneurism, uh, podcasting, corporate stuff. Uh, With over 35 years of experience in business and running companies as CEO, and be sure to check out Chris Voss Leadership institute.com now back to the show there you go now i was kind of surprised that uh, a couple of my favorite books aren't on here uh, <laughs> where the wild things are grew up with mm-hmm. that book and dr seuss yeah uh, why do you guys hate those books so much no i'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just kidding no we no. we don't hate them but to get to your question <laughs> um the thing we learned after picking the 10 books mm-hmm. is that we could have had Many, many lists of 10 books. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe will in the future if this goes well. We wanted fiction and nonfiction on the list, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit of a, a nice twist for us because we tend to cover nonfiction books most of the time. But to add a Huckleberry Finn or a Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, Willa Cather's My Antonia, that was a mm-hmm. nice little twist for us. But all of them have to do with the country and its status and what people were talking about at that time, what they were debating, what they were arguing. So it's, it's a question we've gotten before. We, we don't want to be in a position, Chris, to say, who, who are we to say what the top 10 books are of all time, right? So what Well, you're C-SPAN, damn it. You'll do <laughs> what right. you want. That's right. So what we are doing is um, we are making it clear to people that the Library of Congress had this list of 100, which, who knows, might grow in the future. Mm-hmm. We picked our 10, but what do you think? So we are enabling people to call in, 
send us a text, communicate with us on social media, and tell us what books they think shaped America. There's one big nice twist to that, Chris. Um, at the Library of Congress right now, I was just there last night, mm-hmm. is a kiosk about the size of my basement here where I'm working out of today. And it says Books That Shaped America, C-SPAN, Library of Congress, and inside there is a video camera. And people can go in there, press a button, and for 30 seconds tell us what books they think shaped America. Those are all over our website now. That will be at the Library of Congress all fall. People can send us their own videos through their cell phones. And we're going to put some of these on the air in each program. So, yeah, it's cool. What we're trying to do is extend the conversation, the national conversation about books, and not just say it's us speaking or the library speaking, but it's the whole country speaking at the same time. We just want to encourage books and reading, learning. It makes us all better, right? Smarter, better, more informed, more sensitive to what's going on in other people's lives, not just our own. And we need more of that in this darn country. More Mm -hmm. people reading, (laughs) doing stuff. I'm like, well, you know, it's interesting, Chris. I was talking with Dr. Carla Hayden, the Library of Congress, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she reminded me of a study that I think, don't quote me on the number, but I think around 46, 45 or 46% of us didn't read a single book last year. Wow. Now, there are many reasons for that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but we want to do our part to encourage reading in this country yeah. at all age levels. There you go. I mean, I'm I'm 55, and I believe the Federalist Papers here are on the list, or the Federalist is called. Uh, Is those are the Federalist Papers, uh, right? The uh, they are the terminology. Yeah, the terminology changed over time. These essays Mm -hmm. that Hamilton, Madison, and and Jay wrote uh, under a pseudonym, Publius. Mm -hmm. They didn't uh, post their names because they thought nobody would listen to them because of the political tensions of the time. Mm -hmm. But um, they just started out as a series of essays published in newspapers in New York, urging that state to ratify the Constitution. Those 85 essays were compiled into a book, 1788. It was called The Federalist. Mm -hmm. You and I now refer to these papers, these essays, as the Federalist Papers. Mm -hmm. So just a little twist on terminology, but um, uh, those were very influential documents even up to present day, because they're cited all the time. What were the intent? What, what was the intent of the founders when they wrote this material? There you go. I'm halfway through them, and they're quite lengthy, but they're they're really interesting to read because you see their, like you mentioned, their 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 founding sort of vision or their idea and concepts of how to build out the states, how to how to have an overseeing federalist government, the reason for having a, uh, a central uh, federal government oh, and, and not just a bunch of crazy states running around, uh, the military, the planning. It was amazing the foresight that they had. And, you know, you look at the kind of, it's not really a finished product because we're always in pursuit of a, of a more perfect union, which will probably always be in a pursuit of this space. But, you know, you see the kind of half-assed finished product and you're like, damn, those guys, uh, those guys were thinking about some stuff there 250 years ago. Yeah, they, they sure were, Chris. And uh, they were just very unique and, and special people who wanted to see the future of, of this country that was as yet not, not terribly uh, developed at the time. When you go through the Federalist essays, sure, you could pick different pieces from each one. The writing can be very stilted and, and official sounding and, 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 and lofty. And I draw a great contrast between the writing there and the writing in Thomas Paine's Common Sense. Mm -hmm. He wrote simple, short 
sentences that made specific sharp points against the British crown, urging people to declare independence. Common sense was meant not just to be read, but to be listened to. So there were people who were listening to other people reading this in taverns or other uh, meeting places, many of whom couldn't read or read very well. So that was Paine's approach. I, I just noted a, a strong difference in um, language for, for anybody who's pouring through these. But I agree, they are fascinating if you can spare the time to, uh, to work through them. Yeah, I, and you can pick them up on Audible and get through them very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I love to consume that when I go to the gym. But uh, the great thing about this series is it's uh, turned me on to a few books that I I never really have put on my list, and I should uh, think about. There's of course the famous history of the expedition mm -hmm. under the command of Captains Lewis and Clark, uh, Federal uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, the narrative of life of Frederick Douglass, an American slave. Um, common Law, The Common Law, I should say, mm -hmm. by Oliver Wendell Holmes. Uh, of course, a big favorite. I grew up with Mark Twain, The Adventures of mm -hmm. Huckleberry Finn. Tom Sawyer didn't make the list there. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pick one from uh, Mr. Twain, right? Oh, wow. For now. <laughs> there you go. And, and so much uh, good stuff to choose from. My Antonia by Willa Cather. Is Cather? it Cather? Mm -hmm. Cather? Cather. Uh, Cather. I'll, I'll have to look into that one, I guess. That's one that uh, I'm not up to par on. Some people consider that the, the best written piece of literature ever in this wow. country. Willa Cather was uh, a very, very well-known and popular writer. She's actually very popular with our viewers whenever we've done oh. anything about Willa Cather, but uh, born not far from where I'm sitting. She's in uh, born in Virginia, but moves to Nebraska and um, and uh, writes a story uh, based in Red Cloud, Nebraska, in the prairie, about two people who met two young people. Um, uh, they were they were going west, going to Nebraska to become homesteaders. You know, the 1862 Homestead Act gave land to people who were willing to come to desolate parts of the country and work that land. So this story talks about immigrants from Europe pushing west, coming into Nebraska, what their experience were, was like as uh, immigrants, the hardships that they faced. And it's, it's a bit of a love story as well. And mm -hmm. the two main folks in the book uh, uh, separate closer to adulthood, but at least get back together at the end uh, not in a romantic sense, but just in a friendly sense. And she writes about all of that in some very, um, just very flowery, but 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 descriptive language. She was credited with helping us understand that part of the country, which not many people knew about at that time, because it was just being populated, right? So she's uh, just a fascinating writer. Willa Cather, she was a uh, magazine uh, person, a writer and editor, worked for the old McClure's magazine way, way mm -hmm. back when, um, lived in Pittsburgh, uh, lived in Greenwich Village. Um, she was just a, a, a fascinating, uh, a fascinating writer. And we look forward to featuring her in the series. There you go. Uh, next up in November, you guys will have Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Mm -hmm. uh, Free to Choose, a personal statement by Milton and Rose Friedman. Uh, you didn't go with the uh, the other Milton book, uh, Paradise Lost? 
<laughs> Wait, isn't that Funny. about America? Uh, Funny. <laughs> is that about the Trump administration? I don't know. Uh, and uh, lastly, the words of Cesar Chavez by mm -hmm. himself in 2002. So you cover the span of 1776 all the way to 2002. Um, as you guys feature these on the show, uh, it looks like you're going to probably do your usual call-in stuff. And then are you going to read from them or are you going to do synopsis on them? We are. We're going to do all the above, Chris. So we'll be on for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And the segments will feature uh, in our studio a host and, and an anchor guest who is either an historian or a biographer, college person, uh, somebody who knows a great deal about the book, but the author and the time that the book was written, the time that the book was portrayed. We will have your phone calls. Mm -hmm. social media input from folks um, we are reaching deep into the schools in the country and we'll get input from teachers on how they teach some of these books huckleberry finn would be an example uh and the the challenges they have in, in teaching them what kind of questions they get from students um we're also visiting certain parts of the country chris to take video and talk to people um about uh places portrayed in the books so Nebraska is one of them. We'll be heading to Nebraska. We're going to be heading down to central Florida to a town called Eatonville, which is where Zora Neale Hurston was from. And that's where part of the book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, was based. Rich, rich history there. So we look forward to going down and taking some great pictures and talking to some people, looking through Zora Neale Hurston's papers, which are at the University of Florida. So it's really going to be a broad effort to try to tell this story and you know when i started i was i was kind of worried i said these are books how do we turn books into television programs right yeah. um but i'm i'm fairly confident and we'll find out once we start whether these can be more made to 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 look alive you know what i mean with mm -hmm. with the content and to get to your uh, other part of your question yes we will be reading from the books mm -hmm. um either long quotes or short quotes um, I was just working on our, our, our model for uh, the Frederick Douglass book. Gosh, uh, it is a painful book to read. The, the graphic language, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, not, the, not the graphic language, the graphic descriptions of, of, by Douglass of what he saw as a child, what mm -hmm. he went through as an adult, how his eyes continued to be open as he escaped to freedom and saw the North. Um, it's it's um it's not a long book maybe about 110 pages or so but it is um very gripping and that's the kind of descriptive language that we need to bring to the series because we know that not everybody has read these books so anyway we can bring them to the audience in a way that will help them understand it um will be a benefit to everybody there you go have you guys considered having the authors on the show <laughs> <laughs> well all the authors are are no longer with us there are descendants no. who are around um okay. but uh um we will uh we'll, we'll see what happens in the future because if we were to decide in the future to do more contemporary books books that are well into this this era i could see the authors coming on but that's a question for down the line there you go. I think we've got some love coming in here on the Collins, as, as we like to use them off of YouTube. I adore C-SPAN. They've done so much good by informing the public about what's going on than any other TV station with their book fests and live streams of congressional events than all the others. Thank you, uh, Cheyenne Thank you. Smith, for Thank you. doing a little, little call-in there. 
We got, we got <laughs> one one little call in. Uh, we didn't even have to open up the lines. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. I, I think this is great. You know, I, I love, uh, we love books, of course, here on the Chris Voss Show. We mm -hmm. feature all the great authors, the newest books that come out. We tried getting those older authors, like some of the ones you had on, and their PR agents uh, evidently don't have PR agents back then, so they're not <laughs> returning our calls at this point in time. But uh, we'll just keep calling. But uh, it, one thing, uh, I, have you guys done a show on, like, reading the Constitution and how people should, like, read the damn thing already? <laughs> you know, the, the uh, Constitution was one of our original ideas for a series, and I'm sure mm -hmm. it will still be an idea as time goes on. You, go. you know, we've had conversations about the history of the Constitution, what it means today, obviously everything yeah. we're talking about. And then we've, we've had authors on, we've had panel discussions, but um, I think a step-by-step walkthrough the Constitution I think would be of great value. You know, we're, we're really good friends with the National Constitution Center in mm -hmm. Philadelphia, run by uh, Jeffrey Rosen, who is a, a, a good friend of ours. And um, we are always talking about ways to bring that Constitution to life and to have, um, have as many conversations as possible. So at a place like C-SPAN, uh, the window is wide open to do a lot of things like this that yeah. you're describing, a book series. Yes, we cover the most important public policy events and the congressional debates, but there's this extra door that we can always take people through that gives them a deeper, more historical understanding of, of what really went on and is going on in the country. There you go. One of my pet peeves is I think we need to pass a law that if you say, the if you quote the Constitution as what you think it said, um, you're probably the person who's never read the Constitution. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people on social media going, the the Constitution says this. And if you've read the Constitution, you're like, uh, you haven't read the Constitution at all, have you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of that. You see a lot of TikTok videos of interviews at different rallies, and, mm -hmm. and people are always quoting the Constitution. And you're like, I'm pretty, I, I read it last year. It doesn't say that. And a lot of great press people keep a coffee with them. But I, I think we just have a, need to have a national sit-down reading where we all just sit down for a day and go, maybe we should have National Constitution Day where we all sit down for a day and just revisit the document and go, okay, so uh, let's clean this up. Uh, this is what it says, eh? This is what it doesn't say. Is everyone clear? We all, all right, let's commence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is actually a, a, a something called Constitution Day. It's actually coming up is there? Uh, a week from... Sunday, I believe. It's the 17th. And uh, it's a way for people around the country, teachers and others in the National Constitution Center and CSPAN, mm -hmm. to focus on this, uh, this uh, founding document of ours and, and, and have a conversation. But I think what you're trying to say is we should do more and more and more of that. And I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. It only makes us better. And it's such a great document. It's easy to read. I mean, it, and a lot of people that seem to be trying to quote the Constitution and rattling on about it um, seem to need to be able to read at that mm -hmm. low-grade level that it's written at uh, for the common people. Yeah, what, what, I've, <laughs> what I found interesting about uh, working on the uh, Federalist was that these essays that Hamilton and Madison and Jay wrote were in large part responses to other essays written by anti-Federalists. Mm -hmm. And they said, Hamilton, Madison, and Jay, we better get going and push back. So they wrote a huge number of essays in a relatively short amount of time and got them published. And, and sort of their, their goal, for lack of a better word, was to kind of pummel their way into this argument that they made and, and really urge the states to do what they saw as the, the, the right thing at the time. 
interesting back and forth and and everything on all that. I think we had a historian historian on uh, who wrote a book that talked about. Um, he's he most likely was on your guys' shows, uh, but he wrote a book about uh, the power of the press and how the press was used. And and I guess back in the early days, some of the early presidents and early folks that wrote the Constitution were all getting their own printing presses and writing writing lurid editorials and essays back and forth throwing uh throwing all sorts of stuff back and forth at each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have long his long history of that in this country it's not it's it's not something that's new mm. it's been going on for a long time just in different ways there now, you go now a lot of it happens in a mass mass media setting right especially yeah. social media but it's not a new thing now it's now it's on Twitter, whatever X it's called, or whatever it is. This mm-hmm. next, I think next mm-hmm. week it's called bankruptcy. So, uh, any further thoughts, Paul, on uh, on your guys' upcoming series and shows? It's just one of the most fascinating things I've ever worked on in my career. It's uh, to be able to create this content with my wonderful colleagues at C-SPAN and at the Library of Congress has been really exhilarating. I've learned new things. Other things were being reinforced. Maybe I have my own different opinion that won't come on the air, but an opinion about something that I read now that maybe I read earlier in my life. So it's just been very personally fulfilling. And I, I hope it's very fulfilling for the guests. And it's just a great project for the company to take part in a wonderful companion to everything else we do. There you go. There's a couple books here that I'm going to, I'm going to put on my uh, audible list over there. Good. Welcome on to the Audible for the gym. So you guys have turned me on to some great stuff. Of course, we love great books. And and uh, the more people can read and know more in this mm-hmm. country is is really important. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are doing this, and we'll look forward to it uh, and all that good stuff. So thank you very much for coming on, Paul. Uh, give us any .coms you want people to go check out. Uh, cspan.org is the place to go. cspan.org slash books that shaped America is a wonderful way to go as well. If you go there, you'll see videos that we already have posted. You'll see images from the different eras, backgrounds on the books and the authors. And that thing is going to continue to grow over the next few months. One great resource, cspan.org slash books that shaped America. There you go. Thank you very much, for Paul, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. There you go. And thanks to our audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and the tickety talkity over there on Chris Foss One. Does C SPAN have a TikTok channel these days? <laughs> uh huh. We do not have a TikTok channel. I don't Oh, we need no. to get you guys hooked up are- there. But we are pushing as much as we can in all areas of... Uh, there you go. We need those 13 to 17-year-olds. They've been signing up for the show because they love the intro and TikTok. And, and uh, so we need to get you guys over there so they can uh, they can start reading. Or something. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tobias, for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Paul.